Welcome, everybody. Let's talk real estate. Your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in Southern California. As we take a no BS look at both sides of the issues driving this market today to find the best solutions going forward. With our man right in the middle, Barry Saywitz. Hey, Barry. Hey, good morning, Paul, and good morning to all of our viewers and our listeners out there. If it's Tuesday, we are talking real estate, and it is Tuesday. I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company, managing partner of Saywitz Properties, and we are back for another episode of Let's Talk Real Estate. And so before we get going, I want to give a big shout out to all of the landscapers and the air conditioning folks out there. While it's hot here in Southern California, landscapers keeping everything looking nice and the air conditioning guys fixing my AC when it broke. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So with that said, I'm excited about today's show. We are continuing our dive into South Orange County, and I'm excited to have our guest, Chris Duncan, mayor of the city of San Clemente, a city I'm very fond of, a beautiful city. Chris, thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Barry. Yeah, glad to be here. So we've had other leaders from other cities in South Orange County. San Clemente, the furthest south city, for those who don't know, (laughs) in Orange County. And historically, a great surf spot, great beach community, bedroom community, but really over the years has grown into much more than that, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're way at the bottom of the county, like you say, a little off the beaten path. We kind of like that, like to do our own thing, if you know anything about San Clemente. But yeah, we've developed into quite a destination spot, you know, and that's been something over time uh, that you've seen the investment from businesses in our community and the property values go up. And people just realize it's a great place. I know that's that's what we realized, my yeah. wife and I, and that, that's what brought us there. Great place to raise a family, very comfortable environment, very safe, and a lot of things to do outside. Yeah, and I think also the migration of people working from home during yeah. COVID gave them the ability to move to cities in South Orange County and not having to worry about commuting back up to the airport area or other business sort of hubs. Right. And, and really then caused, you know, the housing prices to run up and, and make it just a nicer, more valuable place to live. Yeah, and I think that's what we've seen. A lot of people in the tech industry uh, that now realize they can live wherever they want. And that was kind of something that COVID brought, I guess, unexpectedly. So we see a lot of people that live in, and work from home and they're, they're out and about playing golf all day, carrying on their businesses. So it's a perfect place to do that. Used to be that, hey, you had to be close to San Diego or LA, right? So it was a little far away from both of those. It's kind of right in the middle. Now, it doesn't matter that you're far away. We've seen that influx of folks from, uh, from other places that you know, want to live that great lifestyle we have in San Clemente. I, I know that that's why we're there and I get to enjoy that as well. And I'm always wondering, like, who are these people playing golf all day, you know, like at, at the Telega course? They're people that have their own businesses and they just can adjust their own schedule. So why not live in a beautiful place like San Clemente where you can take advantage of that? Yeah, and, and I, we own a building in San Clemente and we've owned for several years and it's worked out very well for us. And what I've always found interesting is that the tenants in our building are all people who live close to the building. And the reason that they're in there, the owners of the businesses is because it's close proximity and their client base for the most part is mm-hmm. in that community. And so I think as the community and the residential has grown and, and people have migrated to San Clemente and South Orange County in general, you now have these smaller mom and pop businesses that have popped up as well to service the needs in the community. Yeah, it's a great point. Uh, I like to think of us as as kind of a small business hub. A lot of our friends in our community, and I live up in the Telega neighborhood, are people that have small businesses, right? So on the city council, and I know as mayor, we keep that front of mind. What can we do to support our small businesses, make life easier for them uh, so that they can flourish in San Clemente? Uh, not you know, in between two metropolises, but 
but a great place to be and and a bustling business town. Actually, we've got a lot going on. That, another thing that came out of COVID, we had the outdoor dining, right? So our Del Mar downtown area really exploded into a, a place people want to go and hang out where you can be outside, look down at the ocean, walk down to the beach and the pier. So that was something that kind of came out of that time as well as is making our businesses, you know, being able to leverage everything that we have to offer. And I think that's been a real benefit to our businesses and also just the larger community of small business owners who want to live and operate in San Clemente. Yeah, I want to come back to that, but I want to rewind for a second. And I want to go back on, on your own personal sort of journey. I guess let's go back. You, you were with the government for extended period of time. Talk to us about how you got involved with the government and then how did you make that transition into you know the city? Yeah, I'll give you the quick version. I know you had Howard Hart, my buddy Howard Hart from San Juan, also worked for Homeland Security yes, like I did. did. Yes, did. So I got involved. I was uh, getting a graduate law degree at Georgetown. My, my great uncle was a United States senator from Montana. Living with him, getting my graduate degree, trying to figure out where I was going to go. You know, I went to law school in Hawaii, right? So it wasn't a huge market for lawyers coming out of Hawaii you know, at that time. And, and so I was bolstering up the resume. And then 9-11 happened. Uh, changed my life. I was inspired, like so many others, out of a sense of patriotism to defend the country, protect our communities, and that you wanted to get involved. So they were looking for attorneys, and so it was a good opportunity for me. I was interested in kind of transborder issues, international business issues, so it really fit that way. So I, I put in, and you know, and I got selected. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to Miami or New York. You know, I'm going to some big port town. I'm getting my my white suit ready. You know, my fluorescent yeah. shirt. I'm going to enjoy. And they were like, okay, your choices are Detroit or El Paso, Texas. You oh, know, good ones. I was in with Customs and Border Protection, right? So you're going to be on the border. So I chose El Paso. It's a little warmer. And it was great, great choice actually, because I got to see those border issues front and center. Uh, be a part of that that's on so many people's minds these days so I, I i could ask or i can answer questions about that too but so really serving my country working with armed law enforcement officers every day and national security professionals to defend the country really rewarding experience you know we were the attorneys who came in and helped develop operational plans defend use of force cases really answer any legal questions they had we were like generalists so it was super fun different something every day i'm on the wild west in el paso tip of the spear working with the Border Patrol. So that was uh, really a great experience. And, you know, every couple of years, like we were saying, they'd move our family and a government move, and we're moving here, we're moving there, always in a border area, but be it a seaport or a land border port. And I met my wife at one point. She was set up on a date with my younger, taller, richer, better-looking little brother, but <laughs> he bombed out, and I swooped in. Does got he my hold that against it. you, or he's okay with he's it? He's okay with it. Yeah, he's okay with it, but, you know, it took a little while. But uh, He's all married himself with kids, but makes the family get together is kind of interesting but yeah so that was kind of fun met her in san diego and then uh we were moving around a lot and along the way we, we fell in uh, in love with uh, with san clemente we were living in carlsbad actually in north county san diego and uh so when i when i finally left the government and the reason i did that was you know when you're in the government it's it's very rewarding and you are part of a, a large organization that i think is doing good things right or at least should be doing good things and i'm really proud of what we did i mean we prevented a terrorist attack mm -hmm. none, none of them happened in my 16 years i was there and i was a supervisor at the end but you know a lot of it was encouragement from my wife actually she said you know you shouldn't just be advising the decision makers chris you should be a decision maker you know you've got good things to say you're in touch with what i think most people are, are thinking uh, we need people like that in political office and, you know, as Howard might have said, you can't run for political office if you're a government employee right. in a partisan office, at least. So so I made that switch, left the government really hard because I, you know, I considered myself kind of a lifer. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me there, too, right? Make that transition and, and then uh, run for political office, get involved in my community and, 
and help really protect my community, right? I had been working to protect our country at the borders. Now I can work as an elected official to improve and protect our own neighborhoods. And yeah. it's incredibly rewarding. So that was kind of my journey over about 20 years to get where I am. And so then you get elected to the city council in San Clemente. And then for those of our viewers out there who are not familiar how it works, either some cities, the mayor is an elected official by the public, or it's appointed by the city council from within. And, and yours is the latter of the two, I understand. Yeah, well, you know, getting in elected, you know, I had been a prosecutor in the Southern District of California, too. That's a winner in San Clemente, right? right. It's very, very pro-military, pro, pro, pro uh, law enforcement town. So that was my ballot designation. And, you know, pe people jumped in, was, was fortunate enough to get elected, uh, start in as a regular council member. Yeah, and then like, like most South Orange County cities, we on the council, usually five members, appoint every year a new mayor. And usually it rotates through. Yeah, I don't right. think there's ever been somebody that's been sort of more than one year in a row. Uh, and I was mayor pro tem last year, and then fortunate enough to have my uh, fellow council members vote me in as mayor for this very eventful year in San Clemente with uh, a lot going on, landslides, fights with the Marines, and other things that have been going on. It's been a interesting year to be the mayor. Yeah, well, and, you know, look, the past several years, even with all the COVID stuff uh, and, and having the city council try and deal with that, and there's always something new. And next year we got an election year, and right. we'll, we'll see what all of that always brings. Always a new challenge. But I, I guess I would say, look, as a property owner in the city of San Clemente, I appreciate all the things that you and the other city council members are doing to try and promote the city, make it a better place to live and to work and, and for people to want to be. And I, I think at the end of the day, if you do that, then that all relates back to property values and exactly. desirability of the community. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to touch on that and, and some of the state laws that I think may not align with those principles that I agree with. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I wanted to focus on, my wife Haley's the entrepreneur, you know, she's the real estate broker. I've been active with our Chamber of Commerce, active with our Downtown Business Association. I really believe encouraging that kind of economic activity is the best way to put our community forward, right? Not some of these 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 mandates or things that come down from the state, but that sort of organic economic activity that, that lifts everyone up in our communities. That's something I've been working for uh, every time, you know, I, I think about those principles when I when I vote on things at the city council. And, and I think and, that's a common theme for a lot of cities in Orange County, right? Nobody wants to be told what to do by someone else. And part of it's a free market kind of a thing. And, and part of it is there is a sentiment within the general population of the community as to what direction they want, whether it's high rise development or not. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're a community that likes to do our own thing. And, and at the same time, we're known as that Spanish village by the sea. Right. So we, we want we need to balance whatever's going on with keeping that culture, keeping that beach culture, keeping that small town feel. And I think we've been been very effective uh, in doing that in the time that I've been on council, working together as a council, you know, with with a little bit of chaos every once in a while. But that's what happens when you get five people with different opinions together. But I think we've we've been able to work to put some programs in place, streamlining our permit system, really encouraging our, our staff to be yes first instead of no first, changing that culture that has made it a more uh, business friendly environment in San Clemente. And, and so just and, and so. Is it more of a yes first now, or is that still a work in progress, or it's, it's ongoing? I think it's a work in progress, but I've already seen the results. So we have a new city manager. Andy Hall came up from Imperial Beach. You know, so he was from outside the area, a new city attorney. And that kind of leader, that leadership, if anybody knows how the council manager you know, system works, really the city manager does the everyday operational work right, of the right. city, takes policy direction from the city council. But we, ha as a group, have laid down that. We want to see that. And he's the perfect person for the job because that's his M.O., uh, but that doesn't change overnight, right? Because, uh, you know, there's a, a certain cultures that are built into our organizations and, 
it takes a, a little while to work through that. But I can tell you, we have a, an absolutely incredible staff, just terrific people who are really largely responsible for making San Clemente so great. They thirst for that kind of leadership. They've actually, I think, you know, embraced the ability to be more creative, the ability to kind of think of ways of making things happen instead of, you know, some of it's the incentive structure, instead of the incentive being, okay, no, it's, it's better if we just sort of shut people down and send them away. Right. Now, okay, well, you can't do it that way, but here's a way you might be able to do it. Let's talk about that. And I think that we've already seen those results. Yeah, and I think in the long run, that's a positive step and, and will come back tenfold in terms of just the development of the community and the goodwill and everything else. Yeah, exactly. Once the word gets out, then it can only help us. In fact, I think it's helped us already. We've got new businesses coming in, new restaurants on, on Del Mar, like Rare Society, terrific steakhouse. If you want to come down and really enjoy a great experience there, Zove's is coming in. So I've seen already an infusion of new energy into our downtown and our larger business community, I think, because of our change of perspective, making yeah. it a little more welcoming. So I want to touch on, I guess, public safety and then also homelessness, because I, I know those are two big hot buttons, not only statewide and with other cities within the county, but also for San Clemente as well. It's been sort of an ongoing mm -hmm. you know, yeah. topic of conversation. Yeah, I can speak to that because I was a prosecutor at the federal level because I was in Homeland Security. And so nothing more important than keeping our communities safe. Yeah, it's we, good to hear. We can't thrive. We can't live our fullest life. Businesses can't flourish if people don't feel safe. So that's been a, a huge focus. In fact, it's probably my number one focus. Working with our sheriff's department, you know, like so many of our cities down there, we contract with the Orange County right. Sheriff's Department. So we have a chief of police services who's a, a captain in the, in the sheriff's department. Now we have a captain from San Clemente. So that's great. It's a neighbor of mine. You know, making sure that they have the resources necessary to patrol our area effectively. We're a very busy city. I mean, you know, people should realize that. When you're a beach city, uh, when you have a lot of areas for people to hang out, it attracts a certain element who wants to uh, hang out and, and potentially violate a lot of laws and ordinances. Uh, and it's difficult because we have to marshal the law enforcement resources to constantly be responding to that all throughout our city you know, hilly city. So they're always running, you know, our sheriff's deputies, if you do a ride along, they're running all over the city all the time. So I wanted to make sure they had the resources. Part of that was they said, you know, Hey, we could use more deputies. I said, okay, let's do it. So we got them four more deputies yeah. to be a beach patrol, patrol those beach areas, particularly in the summertime when you get more activity. Uh, the council also passed a decision to hire private security that can focus on our hotspots as well. So we've been really leaning in and proactive here. And, and I like to think responsive to the residents because they've been asking for that, right? Yeah. And it's up to us to be, be responsive like that and deliver those, those resources to make sure that, uh, the, you know, people feel safe. They can walk on our beach trail. They can go out at night. It was disappointing when people came to us and said, hey, I'm not feeling safe. So, you know, we responded to it right away and got them more deputies and got them security. So we've seen improvements already in that area. That's good to hear. And, and we had uh, the Orange County Sheriff uh, Don Barnes on and you know, we were talking about the homeless uh, situation, which is, is statewide, which is countywide, which is, you know, city to city. And obviously in, a, in an attractive city that's near the beach, I mean, right. if I was going to be homeless, I would be in San Clemente or something, <laughs> something like it. It's a good place to be. You wouldn't be alone. Right. So that creates an ongoing issue as well in terms of how do you deal with that and how do you get those people the help that they need and get them off the streets and not... Uh, impacting uh, other people within the community. And I think that's just an ongoing challenge. Although I, I've seen since we've owned our property in San Clemente, it has gotten better. 
Yeah, Don's a good friend of mine. We go way back, and a lot of respect for the sheriff. He would tell you San Clemente is probably the busiest city in, in Orange County, at least in South Orange County, in terms of their activity, right? And they also have to work within the confines of the law, right? And there's a lot of times where people want them to do something, but that's beyond their authority. They're not going to do that. Homelessness is a regional issue. It's not city by city. The idea that every city should you know, devise a little uh, fix that just works for its city, that, that's, that's not going to address the larger problem, right? And the state needs to really address the larger problem. It's more than even regional. It's a statewide issue. No question. And so when you talk about programs that just sort of move the problem from one area to another or provide housing without dealing with the underlying issues that people are having, it's not going to work long term, right? So those simple fixes, those expensive fixes sometimes, that, that sort of sound good, they don't actually get to the root cause of the problem. So we know what the root cause is. It's, it's, it's uh, mental health. It's substance abuse. We've got to get those people into programs that deal with that and not just, just kick the can down the road by putting them up in a few weeks uh, yeah. of shelter. Now, they need to be in a shelter area to, to address those, but we can't do it alone as San Clemente. So I'm, I am talking to Howard Hart. I'm talking to, uh, to our friends in Dana Point. Mike Frost over there, the mayor there, if you haven't talked to him, great guy too, to try and see if we can come together to find something that kind of works for our whole area. And I know San Clemente has been a challenge for a long time in terms of if you were going to either build or develop uh, either a homeless shelter or a mental health treatment facility. Where, where do you put it? How does that go? Right. And, yeah. No and, community and, wants to host that. Right. And the state's <laughs> pushing and then everybody's pushing back on, I really want it in my backyard. Right? Well, and we have the case law, you know, in the Ninth Circuit, uh, Martin versus Boise, that lays out some, you know, uh, not particularly clear, but, you know, a, a standard that, uh, that, that we have to operate in. Uh, we can't enforce essentially our anti-camping ordinances unless you have shelter beds available for a certain percentage of the population. That's really not defined, though. So that's another one of these uh, laws that sort of impose on our communities that we get to deal with it in an unfunded way. So I think we will come together and make some meaningful progress in the homeless area, though. I, I, I think we'll find an answer, be that a, a regional uh, or some other way to respond to this, where we will be able to give our deputies the enforcement ability uh, to act. You know, when people are, are violating our laws, which we really don't have now. Yeah. We do need to do that. But the idea that San Clemente would just do its own thing and uh, it's just that's just short sighted thinking. That's not going to solve the larger problem. We need help from our friends. We need help from the state. We need help from the county. My good friend Katrina Foley. Hopefully we've also been on the show. Katrina is great. Uh, you know, and, and so. Um, but we, we just like so many things we have with Casa Romanica sliding down the hill and, and other issues. We, we we can't do it on our own. And I think we all realize that. And uh, so as a mayor, I'm trying to be a leader in that respect, reaching out, finding friends uh, who can come together with us with us to solve these problems. Yeah. So what are some of the issues that uh, homeless, we could talk all day uh, yeah. uh, and go deep, but we won't. But what are some of the other Thank issues? <laughs> what are some of the other issues that on the city council that you guys are looking at? I mean, uh, street improvement, beautification, uh, traffic. Uh, those are all things I think that uh, each city deals with. But what, what are some of the hot buttons you guys are trying to tackle at the moment? Well, I think the largest issue, and it's very economic, is our coastal erosion issue, right? So we did have two landslides, including one with the historic Casa Romanica, but right. one a private residence with a lot of a lot of residents there that got uh, that had to leave their their properties, and and we had to find a way to take care of them. And I still think about them. They're they're back in uh, in their residences. But imagine if you just got kicked out of your home and you couldn't be there for weeks on end. Uh, 
and now we have our historical uh, building, Casa Romanica, where the founder of San Clemente, Ole Hansen, lived. And we've made a big investment to fix that. But we also have dwindling sand at our beaches. The reason I say it's an, an economic issue is the tourism is what drives our economy. That's really what makes all of our business thrive, getting those folks in, spending money in our community. And so we are working on, we have a big sand replenishment project coming with Congressman Levin. Later this year, we're working on things we can do to shore up our bluffs so that we don't have further erosion there. I think those are top of mind um, for most of us, that we realize we've got to protect our beaches. We've got to make sure we have sand on our beaches. That's A1A of our policies right there. We have to, we have to do that, and Supervisor Foley's working on that with us as well. And then, you know, really sort of similar to that, another quality of life issue and affects the business community is, we want to make that really big investment, like you said, into maintenance and cleanliness. I was talking about it with city manager Andy Hall the other day. Sometimes those smaller things, you know, where there's a little bulb out on Del Mar and it's dirty because kid, kids ate ice cream there and all the ice cream drips out and you know goes everywhere and gets all sticky. People notice that sometimes more than the bigger things. So we want to organize a strike team of maintenance workers and, and others who can respond to those spots, keep that area clean keep our you know our flower baskets that hang above Del Mar sure. clean uh, when people come to a business community they want to feel comfortable right and so it's up to us as the city to encourage that and so we are we're working on different uh, different strategies to accomplish that North Beach where we've had a homeless problem where we've had I think a lack of economic activity in, in recent past uh, I, we want to we want to get things going there. So we have a placemaking program there. Where we want to drive more business activity and clean it up and make make that an enjoyable place for people to go to the beach again. And I was really happy to see over the weekend. I took the train actually down to San Diego, and there were people out at the beach, and that was awesome to see that people are back at North Beach. But we need to get more business activity there. That uh, that will that will have downstream effects on public safety and other things, right? Uh, if you have no that question. economic activity. And really, for, I mean, look, as a property owner, first impressions are everything, right? Sure. So you walk up and down the street in a city, or you walk up to a property, you're thinking about renting an apartment or a, a commercial space, and if the sidewalk's filthy or there's cigarette butts down or yeah. the flowers are all dead, those are things that people recognize. And so, you know, I know that the city's done uh, other things with creating bike lanes and and sidewalks and and street improvement uh and, and so the, to me those are all uh financial investments that come right back to you yeah it's a broken uh window theory too right barry so you know when you have kind of blight somewhere it attracts more blight right and so you have to kind of nip it in the bud right away one of the things i think about too is we have our businesses up in the t-zone that's an area where you get more activity than other parts uh the t-zone is right where el camino real hits uh, avenida del mar where you go down to the pier and that's where we have a particular issue. And I think about those business owners and I meet with them frequently and we want to really make a big impact for them. And that's where the strike force is gonna come in. Very responsive, right away we get in there and we, we, we address that issue. We clean that whatever mess is going on or we, we make sure that there's a person there that's badgering people that they get addressed. Yeah. We have to get on that right away. We, we can't let that stuff linger or it will kind of have that domino effect. So that is a, a program that the city manager's starting at, a, at my direction and we'll be rolling that out very soon, I hope. And, and that, I think people will see immediate difference there as well. Good. And parking and traffic always an issue, especially by the beach. Are there things that the city is looking at to either create more public parking or deal with, you know, I mean, just the, the congestion, especially in the summertime, there's not much you can do about it. But uh, I know a lot of, I see a lot of golf carts down in San Clemente, <laughs> 
cruising around <laughs> to sort of beat the whole traffic thing. Hopefully no underage people driving those. Right, I, I, right. and hopefully they're hope. buckled up and, and being safe. But certainly the, the parking is an issue everywhere. Is there anything that can be done or that you're looking at to address it or create yeah, more opportunities? Uh, definitely. That's a huge issue. And of course, the e-bikes as well, right? The, the sort yeah. of e-bike explosion in San Clemente. Great place for e-bikes because we have all these hills and that helps people get around. So we do encourage e-bike use, but we want to get a, a program in place where people will be safe. I think there'll be some uh, some programs coming out along that way. The, I think the best program we have to address parking and traffic is our trolley program, which yeah, we've, we've... That was my next question. Uh, yeah, we spend a lot of time and money encouraging, right? So we have, we added a green line that goes to South San Clemente now, which has traditionally been underserved. It gets people at, at State Beach and brings them to downtown. Uh, we're going to use that with the World Surf League finals that are coming up in September. We're going to have a special spur that goes there so that people can... Uh, I don't have to kind of try and find a way to park or, or you know, flood the beach with e-bikes. They can get dropped off right at the trailhead and walk down. Uh, so these are things we're leaning into in terms of making sure people can move around the city without driving everywhere. And that would be the, uh, the goal. And what we see is actually we have probably more activity on our trolleys than any city. Like nothing against Laguna Beach, Santa Point, San Juan or whatever, but like come, come watch our trolleys. They're packed. We actually need more. But we haven't gotten the funding, frankly, from the Orange County Transportation Authority uh, that, that I think we need. And we'll be asking for more money so we can expand that further because they're very successful. That's how you can get around the city almost anywhere. You know, a lot of older folks use it as well, uh, all free. And this is a huge benefit yeah, to our much businesses. better than waiting for an Uber or trying to drive yourself sure. around. I mean, for sure. So we only have a little bit of time, but I want to touch on a couple other things in terms of your own political aspirations and next steps for you. Your hat is back in the ring on the state level, or uh, what is the game plan for Chris Duncan going forward? <laughs> if there well, is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's always People a game ask plan. me, and I go, I don't have a plan. I just <laughs> wake up and do my thing. Wake up every day and right. try and figure it out. Yeah, there is some of that. Well, I, I love I love serving my community, and I, I like making a positive difference. That's why I'm doing this, right? I didn't do this for a title. I didn't do this for any other reason other than I think I can be a benefit. And I think I, I, I kind of can relate to people, right? I'm an everyday guy. I do adventure guides with my kids, camp, you know, take them to practice, barbecue in the backyard, drive an F-150, so regular dude. Uh, and I think we see in political office uh, less and less, I think, yeah. people that we can relate to and that we feel are fairly nonpartisan or just trying to get things done. That's what I did at Homeland Security. That's what I'm trying to do as mayor. And so I'm running for state assembly in District 74, which is South Orange County, really. It's it's four cities in, in Orange County, Laguna Niguel, San Juan, Dana Point, San Clemente, and then it goes over the county line all through Camp Pendleton, which I think is really cool because we're a Marine Corps town. Sure. You get uh, Semper Fi there. We get our 2-4 uh, adopted battalion in, in San Clemente. And so you have all of Camp Pendleton and Oceanside and Vista. So it's really 50% in Orange County, 50% in San Diego County. Beautiful coastal district, some of the best coastline in the world, frankly. Some of the best surfing in the world. Uh, and, and the reason I run there is I, I, I'm disappointed uh, that we, I don't think, have gotten the representation at the state level that really advances our interests. We're sort of left behind. I mentioned the coastal erosion issue. There's money at the state level that can come in and help that. We don't get any of that money. We're a tax donor. We send money to Sac Sacramento and it goes yeah. to San Francisco and LA. We don't have somebody in place representing our district that can deliver those funds and set our priorities up there. And I think I can. Uh, so that's really the main reason for running is, is making sure that we get to have a seat at the table in Sacramento, which we haven't had really in quite a long time, if ever. Uh, and so, yeah, throw my hat in the ring. Uh, for District 74, we're a little ways out. It's November 2024, but that'll be beyond us 
uh, before we know it. And so getting that campaign going too. So no, no shortage of free time for me, right. I guess. I, well, actually there is a shortage of free time. I have, I have a lot going on cause I have my, my, my practice too in law that I'm doing as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, the, our community deserves someone fighting for it in Sacramento who can deliver, and I know I can, and I think that's what I've been doing at the city. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to that campaign as it goes, and hopefully people can check me out at votechrisduncan.com and find out what my policy positions are and send me some constructive feedback if they want. Good. And, uh, and follow that campaign as it goes forth. Really important campaign for State Assembly. Yeah, and I wish you well with that. And as it gets closer and heats up uh, closer to next year, we'll keep a close eye on it. Sure. In the meantime, in terms of if people want to find out more information about the city of San Clemente, what's the website for the city? Yeah, it's uh, san-clemente.org. We're trying to figure out the dash because that's kind of confusing, but that went in a long time ago. So that's the website. Uh, we are making improvements on the website, frankly. Uh, Barry, I don't think it's as public-facing and user-friendly as we sh- as it should be. That's a big thing for me, right? I mean, these days, there's so much division out there, and uh, I want people to know that they can trust their, their local officials, at least, to get things done for them, and that they have visibility about what we're doing, and they trust that we're working in their best interest, and we're being very responsive to their concerns. You know, that's what we've we've really done with a lot of these public safety issues. So... That means having a better website, means having a better social media uh, presence, and we're working on that. We're working with some private sector groups to see if they can kind of improve us in that area. But for now, yeah, you can go to the website. It's a little difficult to navigate. It will get improved in the in the near future. Uh, you can find out what we're talking about at our next city council meeting on August 15th, which will be uh, a lot of interesting things, including districting, which so many of us are dealing with right now, which we could do a whole nother topic on that. Right. Yeah, so a lot of fun things going on as we wind down summer in San Clemente. It was another beautiful summer after a little bit of clouds and rain, right? Which is unusual. It's here now, and the uh, sun is out, so it's go great. to the beach. That's it's great. Sure. Yeah, hit the beach in San Clemente, head to the pier, um, and uh, you know, and come down and, and check out the World Surf League Finals when when we host that, the biggest global surf competition in the world, most most watched surf competition, and we are the we are the city that hosts it. So looking forward to that in mid September as well, but. Uh, yeah, come down even before that. The water is 75. I was in there yesterday, Barry. That's why I got this nice glow going. Uh, it is incredibly comfortable. Borderline Hawaii right now. And okay. I think we have the best beaches in South in, in Orange County. There's no question. Uh, San Clemente is a hot spot to be and a place that should be visited and seen uh, by everybody. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts and input. And like I said, appreciate all that you're doing for the community. Keep up the good fight. And yeah, uh, glad to hear that the city is uh, pro- uh, progressive and proactive in terms of trying to make it, uh, continue to make it a better place to, to live and to work. So thanks yeah. again for coming on. I, pre- I appreciate it. So for all of our folks out there, I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company. Uh, I want to shout out and give a thanks to Paul and all the folks here at OC Talk Radio for putting the show on, Sophia, our producer, and everybody who goes into making the show happen. If it's Tuesday, we're talking real estate. We will see you back here next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me. you have it you've been listening to let's talk real estate your weekly bs with barry saywitz about the current state of the real commercial real estate market right here in southern california on orange county's only community radio station oc talk radio streaming live from our studio here at the university of california irvine's beal applied innovation center